0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Sabbath podcast. We're just two best friends talking about rest, relationships, and Jesus. <laughs>
1: yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> we are back
1: and excited.
0: Oh, we're so excited. So excited. It's going to be
1: Never more excited. very
0: fun podcast. It's going to be a
1: good one. I'm excited. I think this is what the people want.
0: 100%.
1: So, yeah, we hope y'all have had a good week and we're back on the Sabbath. Yeah. And I got a question for you. What's your question? (laughs) If you guys don't know, this is where we start by uh, answering just a random question that we have prepared for one another. Yes, we have. So, Grace Ann, who is your favorite Christian speaker?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, actually, I feel like I was – I thought that I would have trouble with this, but – He's actually an expert on this topic, and I just love him. Mm. Um, He's actually a pastor in Waco, Texas. His name is Jonathan Pakluda.
1: Mine, too. That's Uh, my answer, too. I just love him.
0: Everything he says is so wise, so biblical. He's just so good.
1: Yeah. He's not our idol. We don't idolize him, but we do love him. We do love him. He's very good.
0: We honestly probably quote him.
1: We quote him a lot. A lot. (laughs) Kind of bad for sure jonathan if you're listening um, um we love you.
0: we'd love to meet you
1: come, on our podcast. <laughs> come to liberty and bear our yeah this Actually, is not a joke come to convo we want to see you
0: yes please um That's so great. that was a good question honestly Thank I, you. I made it up myself good wait i made up my question too oh my so look at, look at us go um so my question for you hannah is um if you could have your wedding anywhere in the world where would it be
1: oh my gosh i have no idea actually i do where so it's not gonna happen like this is not where i'm gonna get married that's fine but like logistically it wouldn't work out Mm -hmm. but i would love to have it at the fred simus i think it's called pretty place chapel in south carolina you know like you guys have probably seen it on pinterest where it's just like these pews on like this mountain and behind it is like this cross
0: oh yeah landscape.
1: i just adore that and i think doing that at like sunset would just be the most beautiful thing in the whole wide world
0: that really would okay. wow anywhere in the world and you said south carolina i
1: know but like it's so beautiful and the it cross is, really is right there and it's just like right mm-hmm. in between the people getting married so it's like jesus is in the middle of them I just love it. well actually that's where i want to get engaged
0: okay so Listen you up, did not fellas well, answer no, my question. Because
1: logistically it won't work out because every, everything like civilization wise is like thirty minutes from there. So it would take so long to get through reception, it would just be complicated. But since I can't get married there logistically, I would love to be engaged there.
0: Okay. That's Listen yeah. up,
1: fellas. Tell my future husband that,
0: okay? Well, the good thing is you are not getting married right now. You're right. Because I'm you are single. single. <laughs>
1: And that's what we're talking
0: about on the podcast today. That was good, Grace Anne. That was a good <laughs> Thank transition.
1: you. Thank you. Just trusting you on that one. I that know. Was that was good. Thank you. Yes, guys. Guess what? We're talking about singleness.
0: Oh, yes. Party the good party. thing is we are both single gals. So single we Single gals
1: ready to mingle with Jesus.
0: We have a lot to say about this we topic. We have a lot
1: to say. So does the Bible. Um, Yeah. So actually, some of our friends asked questions for us to kind of talk about because- I think that everybody has stuff that they'd just like us to talk about on mm-hmm. this topic. And I'm sure there will be more podcasts relating to it. So if oh, your question yes. isn't in here, please just send it in. We'll answer it. So one of the first questions that we got is, why is singleness such a recurring struggle for Christians? Like, why are we all out here being like, "Oh, I'm single? Y'all know what I mean out there. You know. <laughs> um, This is a tough one a for t- me
0: to answer because I'm like, it's a struggle because of what we make it, you know, exactly. like we dread it. It's our view of singleness that makes it a struggle because yeah. singleness is not a bad thing, it's actually such a beautiful thing, um especially in the life of a Christian, honestly, like it is literally our time to be with the Lord and the Lord mm-hmm. only um, so I think it's a lot of just our mindset that we make singleness out to be, and I think that. Uh, I don't know. I know that I've been in seasons when I'm like, oh my word, I hate being single so much. But then I'm also in seasons when I know that my singleness is helping me to build up the body of Christ more and to glorify the Lord more. Mm. And those are moments when I'm so grateful for being single. So I would say a practical thing is to just be in constant remembrance that your singleness is not wasted. You're not in a wasted seating season. You're in a waiting season. I hear a lot of people say that, and I think that that's really good um, piece of advice to just remember and to honestly, like, ponder, honestly, to just remember um, in the moments when you hate being single or, like, I think a lot of people don't necessarily hate being single They just wish that they had more attention from the opposite gender. And so I think that's where a lot of struggles do come from is like having a toxic view of what a relationship even is because they're not, they're not wanting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They're wanting the addition that comes with having them. The, what would you say? Um,
1: the privileges
0: the privileges that come with having them like girls maybe mm. you just want a guy to open your door to bring you to
1: coffee yeah every time I get out of the car I'm just like oh I wish there was <laughs> someone to open this no, yeah, no, you but mean. you just want a coffee you want the, you want the flowers yeah. a hand to hold like you don't
0: necessarily want a life partner or and the I boy's think
1: emotions
0: yeah no seriously like there's a lot that goes into relationships that when when you're single, you tend to forget a lot.
1: So yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot to say. So I have a lot to say on this. I'm reading a book. Well, mm, okay, I kind of stopped reading it. Not because I didn't like it, because I'm busy. If you want to hear about busyness, listen to last week's podcast. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there is a book called Captivating, and it is written by Stacy and John Eldridge, a beautiful married couple. <sighs> Here is what I've learned. We were quite literally created by our God as relational beings. We, as women, were quite literally made out of a man's rib. Therefore, from the beginning of time, we were made to be in relation with our God and relation with one another. This is a natural desire, and this is something that people do not talk about enough. Wanting to be in relationship is a very natural desire that the Lord has literally instilled in us from the moment that he created us. Yeah. But that does not mean that it should be our idol. Idol. (laughs) Idol. I think that we take this natural desire and we do one or two things of it. We either put all of our worth into whether or not we're in a relationship because we think that we're less than if we're not. Or we tell ourselves... And these are the two unhealthy things we can do with it. Or we can tell ourselves that that desire is something that we need to push away and not feel, and that we shouldn't even want to be in a relationship because we're not in one, and that just is like a waste of time wanting to be in one. Those are two very unhealthy things to do with it. I've been on both sides of it. Yeah. First, I was in a relationship, and then I got out of one, and I was like, well, now I'm less than because I don't have a boyfriend. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need a boyfriend. Um, I don't even want one. You know, like, why do I even care so much? I just don't even want to feel this anymore. I used to keep praying that the Lord would take my desire for a relationship out of my heart. That is quite literally something he's not going to do because he put that in us for a reason. So. Genesis 2.18 literally <laughs> says, I'm so sorry. The way that share just goes,
0: Genesis 2.18. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, No, Genesis 2.18 literally says that the Lord made us made man not to be alone and so he created a helper who was suitable for him and I think that a lot of us as women like we feel the shame of wanting the relationship when we were made to be in one like you're so right like there's literal scripture that backs that up. That's not a thing that the world is telling us. That's a thing that the Bible is telling us, and we need to believe that. And so that doesn't mean that you go around being like, oh, I'm meant to be in a relationship. Like, life is great. Like, da 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 yeah. Like, that's not what I mean. But I do think, like, there is this shame that we tend to feel when we're um, – desiring that and I think that there is a difference between desiring and lusting after a relationship as well because we're um as as humans like we're naturally very lustful humans Mm -hmm. and so the moment when your brain is being swept up by everything that happens in relationships I think is when you get to a line of honestly probably idolizing that relationship um and so I would say like look at when you start to think about relationships, look at what you're thinking about and how that makes you feel. Yeah. Because there is a tendency, especially as women to be very emotional when surrounding relationships that we become emotionally invested in one before the idea of the relationship is probably even brought up. And so like, that's just a little advice for the single gals out there. Now guys like, You guys struggle with the same thing. And I want to make you guys um, realize also that that's still natural for you guys as well. Like, you guys as men, like, women were created for you. You know, like, a helper was made suitable for you. And so I do have to say, like, you guys, like, you guys desire women just as much as men desire. Women desire men. Women desire men. Yeah. So, like, there shouldn't be shame with you feeling that as well. Absolutely not. Um, so I think our entire point is like, there is no shame in desiring a relationship, but the relationship should not be held above God. The relationship should not be considered an idol above God. And I think that's when the struggle of relationships and being single becomes recurring is when we're constantly like switching back and forth to where like, we're like, oh, I want to be in one. Now I don't. Yeah. You know, I want to be in one. Um, no, 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 no. You know, it's like, okay, just say if you want to be in one or not. Stick with that. See what the Lord is saying and go from there. You know, like, yeah. honestly.
1: Literally, I think the answer to the question, why is singleness a recurring struggle for Christians? is because we don't know what to do with the desire. And yeah. so we just get stuck up on, I don't want to be in a relationship or I want to be in a relationship and we just get angry about it. And we just feel like our emotions are the truth in that situation which they're not sorry to break it to you our emotions are deceitful yeah they're important but they are deceitful um this kind of leads really well into something i really really think is important to talk to you guys about there is a verse in the bible and there is there's actually a few and (laughs) This one gets twisted probably more than any other verse I've ever... Actually, no. Um, Philippians 4.13 is probably the verse <laughs> you're gets twisted most. But the verse is Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. My friends, I think that we treat this verse in our minds, in our sinful nature, thinking that God's a genie. You, and we hear it said all the time... Whenever you're content in your singleness is when he's going to bring you somebody. That is how it happens for some people. And that's wonderful. But that's not how it happens for everybody. And God is not a genie. And he doesn't say, "Mm, mm, oh, okay, there she is. Gracie it's finally happy being single. Now I got to send this guy in. That's not how it works. The Lord's going to send you a person if he has a person for you when he's ready for that person to come into your life because you both are ready to be with one another. That verse says... That when you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. What are the desires of our heart? When you go to the core root of relationship, why do we want to be in a relationship? You want to be known and you want to be loved. Those are the desires of our heart. When you delight yourself in the Lord, meaning when you are pursuing him and you're going deeper with the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart because your desire are to feel fully known and fully loved. And you will get that from God. Other people will not be able to make you feel fully loved and fully known until you find that in Jesus first. Because until you find your worth and validation in the Lord alone, no one is going to be able to add anything to that. Because we are not looking for someone to complete us. We're looking for someone to compliment us. So true. That is so important. Because that verse, I've heard so many times, like, people say, well, like, I want a boyfriend and I'm chasing God, so why hasn't he given me one? Because this verse says he will. Mm. No, it doesn't. It says that he'll give you the desires of your heart and when you're chasing after Jesus the desires of your heart will be to follow him and follow his will for your life and some people this is another verse that's important is it's in first corinthians and um it's in seven and oh no wrong one it's in matthew um it's in matthew 19 verse 12 for there are eunuchs who have been So, from birth, there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this receive it. This might be a little uncomfy for a second, guys, but a eunuch, I think that's how it's pronounced, um, is somebody who doesn't have reproductive parts. So, there are people like that from birth, there are people like that who have been made like that, and there are people who choose to be single and um, die to their sexual desire, to serve God and that is people that are single for probably their whole life like there are some people that aren't going to get married guys newsflash and that has to be something that we're okay with and if that's mm-hmm. something that you think about and you're not okay with it that's about your heart posture yeah and you need to sit down and say okay Jesus if marriage isn't in the plan for me I surrender that to you because he does not right in the Bible anywhere inspire anyone to write you will get married because that is not a guarantee we have from him the guarantees we have from him are that when we seek his kingdom first all else will be added onto it but that does not mean that we're going to get married that means that we need to seek god and do his will and whatever he does he's going to do but we are not promised marriage and we're not promised a life partner because god needs to fulfill that desire in us and if we're searching elsewhere for it that means we're not satisfied or content who god is for us
0: no that's literally so good like There is such a stigma that singleness is bad. Singleness is, um, the waiting. Okay. I know I said it is the waiting, but it's also like, it's not the next step to marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're not just single to get to marriage. You know, like we're not just being single in order to get a husband. We're not just living our life, um, glorifying the Lord in singleness to get a husband or a wife or a spouse like yeah that's just not what singleness is to be used for and I think um I don't know there's definitely a toxic mindset in the church I see with like um especially I can only speak for girls because I am one but um like for girls like we're constantly looking towards the future that we're like Okay, if I heal this, if I do this, if I fix this, if I do that, then God will bring me a husband. And, like, you touched on that. Like, God will bring you a husband when he wants to bring you a husband. God will bring you a wife when he wants to bring you a wife. Don't try and rush him on that. Because his timing is better than anyone else's. And I think that when we're constantly just, like, waiting around until the Lord can um, bring us whatever we think we'd honestly our worth, like if we're just like thinking, oh yeah, like, um, I deserve a husband. I deserve a wife. Okay. Newsflash. You don't deserve that. Like we deserve Mm -hmm. hell. We Mm -hmm. deserve a life separated from the Lord. And honestly, marriage is the closest thing that probably our earthly mind can even picture our relationship with God, like, you know? And so I think like, marriage is supposed to be a beautiful thing and dating is a beautiful thing relationships are beautiful and I'm not saying that they're not but also like remember that singleness is to be used and I think that um there's just we don't talk about all the benefits that come from singleness because there's so much that we get to experience and opportunities honestly that we get to take being single people like I'm able to do an internship over the summer because I'm single and because I don't have to worry about the fact that I might be leaving a boyfriend here you know like I get to um, pursue a life of ministry maybe knowing that well lord like if you bring me a partner that will help me do that, that's great. Yeah. But if not, like, I'm going to glorify you in whatever ministry you place in front of me. Like, I get to step into a campus ministry next year saying, Lord, like, I get to put my full energy towards this, and I'm so blessed by that. You know, like, I don't have to um, be consumed with the idea of a relationship because I get to just glorify you right now. And I think that that is honestly – the biggest benefit to the season of singleness that i've been able to see in my it's life so and that i'm excited to continue to see in my life work out you know yeah um was one of the really questions cool. was, yeah what
1: are the benefits of singleness and with that i want to touch back on something you said is um we have literally trained our brains to think that marriage is a prize yeah. and like if i do this right and do that right and do everything right or like perform and do the works right and do good things like i'm gonna get a husband yeah or like the moment that i convince myself i'm happy with that one i'm gonna get a husband And we yeah. convince ourselves that that's a prize that we want to win which it's like shouldn't our prize be sanctification our mm. prize in this life should be sanctification if you're doing anything for a reason other than to be closer to christ and to pursue him then you're not doing it for the right reason yeah. because everything we should do in this life should be to glorify god and if a boyfriend or a husband is our prize what happens after you get that Mm. You know, you get a boyfriend, you win it all. Good job, you won the lottery. No, our prize is sanctification. That is what we are going to be rewarded with when we're in heaven and we can finally dwell in the creation that the Lord made for us before f- sin came into the world. So I think that we need to shift our viewpoint. And um, with that, like what you were saying, things change when you get into a relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Graceanne was saying, she's going to do this internship in Florida this summer that if she had a boyfriend here, Who knows if she would have decided to do that. Like, I'm going to Europe for three months this summer, and then we're both stepping into a position on campus as resident shepherd. If I had a boyfriend when I made these decisions, he would be a big factor. And if I was stepping towards marriage when I was making these decisions, I probably wouldn't choose to go to a different continent for three months and not see my boyfriend or to step in a role where I wouldn't be able to get married next year. Like, Mm -hmm. if I had somebody in my life, I wouldn't be able to take the steps I'm taking for the Lord's kingdom right now. And something that I love is people who say, um, you know, that the marriage that you have is going to be one that is glorifying to God when you can glorify him better together than you can apart. Yeah. And I think that right now I'm single because I can glorify God better than I can with a man because I still have things that I need to walk through with the Lord that I can't be married right now. If I was supposed to be married right now, I would be, if I was supposed to be dating right now, I would be. And I think that The Lord is still revealing so much to me about what he wants me to do with my life that if he gave me a guy in the picture right now, that's where my attention would be. And it wouldn't be so much on the mission that I'm going on this summer or the ministry that he's called us into for next year. Because that's where he needs our attention right now. And he has girls that just need us right now. Mm. He needs girls who need us to lead them on a hall. And he has people at a church in Florida that Gracie needs to lead this summer. And he has people in countries in Europe that I need to love on this summer and those are the people he needs us to love right now not a guy not somebody that we feel like needs to complete us he needs us to be love the people that he's putting in front of us right now instead of the people that we wish would come into our lives we need to use our energy well
0: yeah and what's honestly like so cool is like we will come to a place where um we step into a relationship and from what I've heard from people who um have stepped into maybe engaged seasons or married seasons is they look back at when they were single and they honestly regret it so much that they took that time to just wallow in the pain that they felt with not having their significant other. And I think that there is um, honestly so much to learn from talking to married and engaged people of like being able to talk to them and say like, what did, what do you wish that you could tell yourself? Um, like maybe two years ago when you were single, what do you wish that you could just like go back and do? Like, I think that's when a lot of my mindset started to change was when I started to talk to people who were in relationships who were saying like, you know, I can't do this. Like I can't Mm. go here. I can't serve this way because I have not only a husband to take care of, I have kids to take care of. Like, because once we get married, once we step into serious relationships and honestly, like I'm excited for when that time comes because that's going to be such an exciting season. Like, I get to glorify the Lord with somebody right next to me, and that's going to be beautiful. But for right now, like, I get to do that by myself. Like, I get to worry about one person and one person only. And, like, that is such a blessing that, like, when you cannot see that, when you cannot see how big of a blessing singleness is, like... Shift your mindset. But shifting your mindset is not going to bring somebody else in the picture. Yeah. So know that. But shift your mindset because then that's when you get to live your life for the Lord. That's when you get to glorify Him with every decision that you make. Like, when I am making decisions on what my future is going to look like, I only have to take into account myself. And I'm so grateful for that right now. Yeah. But, like, also, I never want to say all these things and not – um be excited and be showing the beauty that does come into Mm, relationships because there is a tendency when you're talking about the benefits of singleness to almost bring down the benefits of marriage and the greatness of marriage because marriage is still such a good and godly and God ordained thing. Like the Lord has blessed married people. He has blessed marriage and that is such a covenant that is to be held so, um, pure and holy and just like, it's a set apart thing so like don't ever think that you being single makes you better than people that are married because that is just false that is a false thing that you are teaching yourself and honestly sometimes I can get into that mindset of like oh but I'm doing better because I can do this opportunity I can do this I can do that and the person like in my life who's engaged like she can't do that and but that doesn't mean that I'm greater like are you kidding like no I'm just being used in a different way and there's a difference between um how you're serving the Lord but you're still serving the Lord you're still serving the same God and you're still being blessed by the same God and so don't ever view your single your singleness as like um an idol you know I think we often think that we only view marriage as an idol but I think honestly a lot of us can get into the mindset of like um Singleness being our idol of like wow it's just so great that I get to do this and like the Lord gets to use me this way and like that's so true but don't put that above God don't put it above
1: seriously like marriage is so beautiful it says in Ephesians five it says wives submit your submit to your own husband as to the Lord for husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church Um, his body and
0: That's an amazing
1: verse. Yeah. Marriage is a picture of God's love for us. And that is a beautiful, beautiful honor to every single person that has that in this life. But not everybody's going to. And that's something that's sometimes really hard to come to terms with because it's really easy to look at people who aren't married and say, like, oh, look at them. Like, they're, like, 50 and unmarried doing awesome things for the kingdom. But then when we're like, oh, if that was me, no, no, no. Like, that's not going to be me. That can't be me. Like, that's our worst nightmare is being, like, 60 and single. My lisp just came out so much there. (laughs) Um, But seriously, that is such a big, I think, fear for people. When Paul literally says in 1 Corinthians 7, um, 7, that I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has their own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Because... I mean, Paul, look at Paul. I think that we're so quick to think that we can do more married than we can do single. Mm. Um, and there is no better position. Like, there is no thing that is person that is better than another because they're married or they're not. But look at Paul. Who was single and got to go on these missionary journeys and spread the gospel in these places. Look at Jesus who was single his whole life because yeah. he just had this will from God that he was his life was to carry out by the time he was in his 30s. And I think that's just so key to remember. No, literally, like
0: I almost like t- take it to like a personal and um, more practical level. Look at all the different people in your life who are maybe in different stages. Like, yeah. I have people in my life who I value who are married. I have people in my life who are engaged. I have people in my life who are single. And I I don't look at them and say, oh, this person's better because she's married. Yeah. This person's better because she's engaged. This person's better because she's single. Like, I see all of them and I look at them and I'm like, wow, each and every single one of them are chasing after the Lord in whichever season that they're in, and yeah. they're doing that and they're glorifying the Lord and they're serving Him in the way that they are called to. And I think that that is the difference because right now, I'm called to be single because I'm single. You said it earlier. Like if I was supposed to be in a relationship, if I was supposed to be married, like I would be. Yeah. And I think like we need to live in the calling that we're in right now, and like the Lord will open those doors as he does and he'll close them as he does as well. But like live in the season that you're in. Don't try and be focusing on each season. Like if you're engaged right now, if you're married right now, don't be like so focused on your single years, maybe in regret or in wishing that you were back there. Like don't be there because that's living in discontentment. And that is just like, oh my goodness, it's such a a scary place to be because you're so focused on the outside picture of um, your life that you're not focused on where you're standing right now. Like, be where your feet Mm -hmm. are. Be where your feet are planted. And, like, the Lord has planted you there for a reason. And if you're unsure of that reason, open your Bible. If you're unsure of that reason, go to the Lord. If you're unsure of that reason, look around at the opportunities that He's laid in front of you and step into one of those And that's your calling, you know, like the Lord is going to call you into the right direction. You just have to step you just have to make, um, actions and choices and decisions. And that may not be fun. That may not be exciting. That may not be feel so glorious, but it is like you are glorifying the Lord in every decision that you make. And I'm honestly just like so grateful to have learned all this because we're still so young and we still have so much to learn. But I'm just so grateful to be in the place where I know that the Lord is working in my singleness and that he's using it. It's I'm not just standing still in it. Um,
1: and I think that's just so good. That's so um, true. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that because it's like, it's just so true. Like, I was talking to somebody who's married the other day, and she is so happy being married. Um, just running after Jesus with her husband like they are doing amazing things for the Lord but she also says that some of her favorite things favorite memories that she has her favorite years of her life some of those were when she was living with her best girlfriends in an apartment during college and just living life and having friends and community and just being happy because like there are things that you just can't do when you're married like Mm -hmm. live with your best girlfriends and just stay up late watching movies every night and doing face masks and just being in the word together. And that's a really beautiful season. I just think like literally Paul was said that he could be learn to be content in every circumstance while he was in prison. So why can't we be content when we don't have a boyfriend? But yeah. So, um, another question we got that I really love, um, and I understand is how to balance focusing on Jesus and keeping your eye open for who he asked for you. So this was a place that I was totally in a few months ago where I was just like, confused, you know? Like there was there was so much confusion for me about okay, like Jesus says to just chase after him and I'm just going to chase after Jesus, but like what about if there's somebody he has for me that I miss or something because like not even miss, but like shouldn't I also like be looking for a relationship? Shouldn't I keep my eyes open to the people around me? Like what's the balance of that? And yeah. So that is something I kind of just had to learn to trust God. Honestly, I feel like there was a lot of distrust in that. And I was kind of just making, like, this is just how I was. I was making excuses for making it okay to be so focused on wanting a relationship. Because I was like, well, what if I miss it? Um, But quite literally, the Lord tells us, like, just seek after him. Because have you ever been In a place where you were seeking after God so hard that you missed what he had for you. No. That's just not something that happens. Like, if the Lord, if you're going to meet your wife at a grocery store, this is something I love to tell people. God isn't going to see you chasing after him so hard and be like, you know what, actually, like she's doing a lot for me right now. I think that maybe we'll just have this girl come into the picture yeah. later. When he has someone for you, he has someone for you. And I love the picture of just running after Jesus. It's like the race that he tells us to run out in um 1st Timothy or 2nd Timothy. Um when he tells us to run out the race that's marked for us and I have heard it said like when you're running after Jesus so hard, there's going to come a day where you're going to look next to you and somebody's going to be running next to you and That's how a lot of people who are married or in relationships describe it to me is they're like, I was just running after Jesus. And one day we looked over and we were with each other and like this person was running at the same speed as me and I loved her heart for the Lord. Like a guy will be like, I loved her heart for the Lord and I loved what she wanted to do and I just loved how she was running after Jesus. So I asked her out and here we are, we're married. Like, you are not going to miss what the Lord has for you. What's so crazy is I think that
0: a lot of this pressure does come from guys is like, They sit there and they're like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be the initiator. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be the one pursuing the girl. And I think that there's this tough balance of, okay, well, I'm supposed to be pursuing women. But right now I feel as though I honestly probably need to be focusing on my relationship with the Lord. And so they're struggling with um, those two balances because it's like, well, God calls me to pursue. But I feel like God's calling me to stay here. I feel like he's calling me to learn right now. And like, I think that there can sometimes be shame in choosing singleness Yeah. because choosing singleness feels like choosing, um, the worst choice, you know, like it, like in our brains, that's what it is. Yeah. And so something I just want to encourage y'all with is like, when you are running after the Lord, like it's more like relationships are much more natural than it. Um, then I think that we make it out to be because we make it this point of like, okay, well I see this girl across the room. She seems super nice. I don't actually know her, but she's pretty and I'm just going to go ask her out. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's like, let's chill, you know, like let's just calm down because if you're chasing after the Lord, like if you guys are actively pursuing the Lord and, um, this means both of you, not just you, because you don't really necessarily know what their walk may look like. So, Be careful as to be like, okay, I think that she's running after the Lord. It's like, you should know that Mm -hmm. she is chasing after the Lord with everything that she has. So know that going into it. But like, look at the people around you and like, see if they're chasing after the Lord. If not, like if you're the only one chasing after the Lord, like maybe get in some better community. Maybe like find people who are going to encourage you more and build you up. And I think you're going to come to a place like where you're sitting in a circle of people and you're going to be like, wow. Wow. Like, these are my people. And, like, honestly, maybe your wife is sitting in the room. Maybe your husband is sitting in the room. I don't know. But the Lord does. And I think that is the beautiful part of, like, falling into faith with that, of being like, Lord, like, I trust that you're going to bring that person in. Because if I'm – like, if I try and do it myself, like – That's when we, I think, step into the wrong relationships is when we're so focused on trying to be in one. Because we can also convince ourselves honestly that we're chasing after the Lord when we're actually not. When we're literally, literally trying to chase after relationships while also trying to chase after the Lord on, like, our side you know like that's our side hustle is like chasing after the Lord but like in reality like my job is chasing after relationship because your eyes are fixed on the goal and your goal in your mind is not the Lord it's a relationship and so honestly being honest with where you are at is so important because that's that's something I've had to work on like there have been times when I'm like oh yeah I'm I'm content in singleness like it's so obvious like it's it's so obvious and then I'm like wait 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 like let me like take a step back and realize that I am not content right now like I am just like like hoping and dreaming and honestly praying that the Lord brings somebody into my life because that's what I feel as though I like need at that moment and I prove something yeah we are and I think that we don't need to because the Lord does know the desires of our hearts like he's already aware of that and so like knowing that is like If my, like what you were saying, like if my desire is to be known and loved, like he's not going to give me somebody because if he gives me somebody, I'm going to run with that person Mm -hmm. and we're going to probably run in the opposite direction. And so if our desires of our heart are to chase after the Lord and to be known fully by him, then the Lord is going to see that. He's going to be like, wow, like they're actually chasing after me. Like they actually like are in a place right now where I could probably give them because right now this is something I am realizing honestly, in the past couple months of like, if I had a relationship right now, like I'm fearful that I would be somebody who would idolize that relationship. And so is it wise for me to be in a relationship right now? I don't know. Only the Lord does. And so, but for right now, like it probably isn't because I would probably idolize it. And so I think being so honest and humble about like where you're at when it comes to this kind of stuff is so vital to your relationship with the Lord because it brings you so much closer when you begin to trust him with that when you begin to trust him with your heart as to where you are um because you have nothing to prove to him yeah he already knows and I think that that is just a huge thing that I've been learning a lot about um just as I've been like honestly self-examining myself of where my desires lie and like do I really desire um to be pursuing a relationship towards the Lord or do I just like want a guy you know like do I just want the attention do I just want um what my other friends have you know like there is a difference and so know the difference
1: yeah I like what you were saying about the community we're in and the way that you like I feel like we make it up so much in our head like you were saying like relationships actually are natural it's like a lot of the time like sometimes like something totally random will happen like I know one of our friends this guy was sitting behind her at Convocation at Liberty and he goes, I think I've seen you around before. You're really pretty and something and now they're dating and they've been dating for months. So cute. Adorable. So cute. We were there for that moment. So honored to be there. But then I know people who were best friends for years and then one of them was like, I really like you. And then she was like, I really like you too. And then they got married. So it's like, there is no formula for how relationships happen, but you need to know that that person's walking with Jesus. Yeah. If you are coming to your friends and you're saying, I really like this guy and then they say, does he love Jesus? And you say, I don't know, like I need to find out. That means you should not have feelings for this person because that means that your attraction to them is not based on their relationship with the Lord. It's based on something that has nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. I think I love our man Jonathan Pakluda said in Outdated that if you are in a place, and this is important, if you're in a place where you know that like, no, you're not ready to be in a relationship, but you're, like, I'm chasing you after Jesus and, like, I feel like I want to be in a relationship. Like, okay, if you're a guy, find the godliest woman you know and ask her out. That's what love Simpsons that. Says. He goes, find the godliest woman you know and ask her out. Because I think that we put so much pressure on, first of all, one date, we put so much pressure on going out with somebody once. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And you yeah. just can be friends if you're mature. Um but we put so much pressure on like what if I'm not, what if she's not not the most physically attractive person I've ever met or what if like everything doesn't line up everything's never gonna line up and we put way too much pressure on physical attraction yeah. I know so many people who were never physically attracted to their people when they met and then yeah. they prayed that the Lord would open their eyes to see them as they do and guess what now they're so physically attracted to them so yeah. if you want a relationship guys go find the godliest you girl girl you know and ask her out just go on a date and if it doesn't work out you can be mature about it and be friends still. Like, I know so many people who can be friends after you go on one date and it doesn't work out. That just means the Lord wants you to be friends. Yeah. Just do it. But, yeah, I think that that's really good. Do you have anything else, like, pressing you want to talk about? I think that
0: something I just keep thinking of is, like, the Lord has not forgotten about you. Mm -hmm. That's something I had to tell myself and I had to learn and I had to allow the Lord to speak over me is, like, the Lord has not forgotten about you right now. Like, you yeah. are not forsaken. You are loved by your father. You are yeah. loved by the person who literally created every bone in your body. And I think, rem- like, remembering that He is not punishing you in this season, yeah. He's not punishing you by keeping you single. That's just not the point. Um, just be reminded of that. Um, the Lord loves you so much, and He's caring for you in this singleness. He's not just, um, throwing you to the wolves. Like yeah. he is walking with you. He's walking beside you. And he honestly has your answers. Like yeah. he has the answers to your questions. You just got to ask him. Yeah. Um, so be okay with being single. I think it's easier than you, yeah. than a lot of us make it out to be, you know, it's uh-huh. not this huge obstacle that we have to overcome. It's more just like, a trust issue probably that we have with lord like i need to trust you with this i need to allow you to speak into this and to not be offended by what you have to say because you may want a relationship and that's amazing that's great but if the lord does not have that for you right now that's good too like that is so amazing because he's gonna use that and i know that that is cliche to say but the lord has got your best interests at heart like he He is only doing good things right now. He's not just trying to um, be mean and, like, um, just make you so, like, uncomfortable in whatever, like, season you're in. Like, it is such an exciting thing to just, like, be sitting in the presence of the Lord and recognizing that the Lord is working. And to be able to be like, Lord, like, you're doing good things right now.
1: Yeah, singleness is beautiful.
0: It really is. And, like, there is a point when we just have to remember that the Lord knows our hearts. He already, I love that the Lord has already got everything lined up. Yeah. I love that. Like he knows every single person that we're going to come into contact with. He knows every single person that we're going to have feelings for. He knows every person that we're going to throw our heart at. He
1: already so knows that.
0: And like he's already made a way out of that. And I mm-hmm. just, uh oh. I just love the Lord for that. There's He's so faithful. a devotional
1: book I read called Lady in Waiting. And I think I've probably said this to you before. But there is a part in it that is the most convicting thing I've ever read, guys. And it says... What is it called? In s- we... Um, not... Compose. Compose? Composition? Yeah. Something about that. We think... These crazy things. Women are dreamers, guys. Oh, a lot yes. of the time, we're not going to get too deep into that right now because <laughs> it'll take be another a whole twenty minutes. Podcast. But we'll read. It. We'll talk about that. Literally, we get in our heads thinking, "I'm going to Target today. I need to look cute. What if there's a cute boy at Target? What if he loves Jesus? Yeah. What if he comes up to me while I'm in aisle and says wow 'Wow, you're so beautiful. Do you want to go out with me?'" What if that happens? If I'm not wearing enough makeup, then he won't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah this happens
0: oh Guys, on a daily basis like boys
1: i don't know if you know this but this is a real thing that goes on in girls heads and we then end up looking where like we're going to like a freaking five-star meal to go to target because we're so scared that we're going to meet our husband there and he won't ask us out because we're not looking good enough ladies i heard a quote that says what you worry about most is where you trust god the least and it is so true if you are yeah. that stressed about what you look like going to target you don't trust God and I hate to say it like we all have those moments obviously but if that's yeah. your constant thought do you think that God is going to see you walk out of your dorm not wearing enough mascara or something going mm. to Target and then yell down to your husband and say no nope, she's not looking good today sorry you can't meet her sorry don't go to Target because you can't meet your girlfriend or you can't meet your wife today She didn't wear the right outfit yeah mm, no it doesn't matter what you're wearing or what you look like that day The Lord, if he wants you to meet your husband, you're going to meet your husband. Yeah. So we need to get out of our heads and stop putting that at the top of everything we think about and just have fun and glorify God right now in this season because we're so blessed to be here. And something I wanted to end with is in Mark 5, Jesus is walking through the crowd. And it is right after this man, I think he was um, an official or a Pharisee. Let me actually pull it up so I'm not just like botching this. But this is one of my favorite stories in the whole entire Bible. And there is a man, and the man comes up to him. um, One of the rulers of the synagogue, uh, Jairus, um, comes and falls at Jesus' feet and says, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her so she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him. So Jesus starts walking with this man who's a ruler of a synagogue, he falls at Jesus' feet, come heal my daughter, she's about to die. So Jesus is walking through the crowd, um, and he's walking through the crowd, and they're all reaching for him, and Jesus stops, and he sees this woman who had a bleeding disorder for 12 years, and she thought, if I just touch Jesus' garments, I will be made well, and she did it, and she was healed, and Jesus Um, realized that power had gone out from him, turned in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And the woman comes and falls at her feet and says, um, told him the whole truth and he says, daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. And then he heals the woman and then um, these men come up to the man who has the daughter and goes, your daughter's dead. Stop troubling the teacher. Hmm. And Jesus overhears him and says, don't fear only believe so he goes he hears everybody crying because this man's daughter had died and then he walks in and he says talitha kum which means little girl i say to you get up and the girl starts walking so this story i literally am telling you go read it study it but this is the main point i'm trying to make we think that our singleness is this pressing issue that needs to be solved and think about the man whose daughter was literally dying I think that we think that our singleness is so urgent that we don't care what the Lord has to do along the way. And this man's daughter was literally dying and Jesus was walking through the crowd. And imagine what this man was thinking when this, when Jesus stopped to heal this other woman, this man is thinking, Mm. what are you doing? Like I literally just told you, my daughter's dying. We need to get there quick. Like we need to run. What are you doing? How are you stopping to help someone else right now? Like she can wait. My daughter's about to die. I need you to help her. It's urgent. It's urgent. But Jesus stops and heals this woman because he knows the things that he can do when it's in his timing. And then this man's probably thinking, well, now it's too late. These men come up told him that his daughter's dead now. It's too late. This man's frustrated because he's like, if only you would listen to my timing, Jesus, if only you had come when I said come." And Jesus says, don't fear, just believe. Jesus Mm. walks over there and he heals his daughter anyway. He does the impossible because this man thought that his timing was better than God's timing. And I think so often we think that our singleness is so urgent that we don't even stop to open our eyes to the miracles that God is performing in our lives along the way. And we feel like, He's not following our timing and it's never going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen later or earlier than you think, but the things that God is going to do in your path along the way to that are things that you need to have your eyes open to because he is performing miracles every day. He is answering prayers every day and you are sitting in your answered prayer right now. And you need to stop and thank him for the things that he has done instead of being so angry at him for not being in your timing for the things that he hasn't done yet. And I think that story is just really eye-opening and really convicting. And I think that it is just so important that we're thanking Jesus for the things that he has done and the things he's doing in our lives right now. Because right now he doesn't want me to ma- be married. He wants me to go to Europe and serve people. And that's the woman that needs to be healed right now. That is what he has for me right now. And later, he'll figure out the rest. He knows. But that's what he wants right now. Yeah. Just remember that the Lord is faithful and he knows
0: he's wise, he's strong, he's mighty. Um, I feel like, kind of all i have to say
1: yeah well That's good
0: we love you guys we love
1: mark five we love our single our engaged and our married out there yes, all we of do. whatever your situation is just know that god loves you and he put you where you are for a reason yeah. and there's so much purpose there. there's so much purpose uh, well thank you guys
0: for listening and we hope that you have a great sabbath bye